If I were to describe the past year in three words, they would be tragic, uncertain, and hopeful. My name is Joanna Goodwin, and I'm an architectural associate with Public Works under Building Design and Construction. Being an essential worker made me feel important. It reminded me of what I do and who I do it for. And at work, we talked about being disaster service workers in the past, but I never really thought about it much until this year and what it what that means. For me, part of it was really trying to um, distinguish that work-life balance and when, when to kind of turn everything off and end the day, especially at the beginning, that line was getting really fuzzy really fast. Before, you know, you could leave at the end of the day and if something came up, I would see it the next day. And so right now I feel like I'm always, always on. Um, and so trying to figure that out, I'm still working on that. Um, but that was that was a little bit hard to do. In some ways, I can work a lot more because I'm I'm really focused. I don't have any interruptions, but sometimes those interruptions actually work quite healthy. We'd, we'd be able to come up with new ideas in the break room um, or, you know, getting water, getting coffee or kind of going on those walks. Um, so just being able to replicate that is almost impossible in ways. But at the same time, we're, we're learning how to be creative in, in other ways, whether it's having a Pinterest board for a project or, you know, kind of having um, Microsoft Teams chats. Um, we're working in a different way and, and we're being able to find other creative outlets that we didn't before. Yeah, I see us living in a hybrid world for a while and I'm personally, I'm a little bit excited about that. I, I think that having that balance of being together, but also having your own space um, and, and taking that break from the office can be beneficial. I think it's going to be different for every person. Some people might be, you know, prefer one way versus the other. Um, personally, I, I've enjoyed it for um, other reasons. I used to get migraines a lot more frequently. And when you're in the office, I can't just lay down on a bed. Um, you know, I, I kind of have to chug through it and my migraine might end up being there for four days. And now they're coming less frequently. I'm able to take a break when I need to. Um, so, so having, I think with everything, you know, um, having a balance is, is great. Um, and just having that opportunity to work from home, um, has been, has been a relief in some ways and has like decreased my stress and others. I really learned to simplify my life and get into a routine of sorts. Uh, I've been able to be involved in my local community in ways that I haven't before. I've been able to teach Sunday school via Zoom, uh, mentoring college in Oakland Unified uh, School District high schoolers who are interested in architecture. The, having Sunday school on a Zoom platform, I mean, this is this is true with a lot of things going on right now, but it it's also a way for them to you know, vent and let go and just talk to each other and, and relate like, you know, how, how can I make my week or my life better? And they, they really, um, they really focused on, you know, like, how can I give back and what can I do in these times when I'm just a teenager? Um, when elections were going on, kind of same, same thing, like, what can I do? How can I be a part of this? Um, so, so allowing them a platform to talk about what they needed to talk about and also, 
um, kind of giving them a few resources of how they can be that change that they want to be because because they are, you know, they are going to be doing that. So that was really important to do. I found that at times we had a lot more participants because it was starting to break the barriers of having to be somewhere physically. And maybe they weren't able to because of other, you know, soccer commitments or other school commitments. But instead, this was a way for them to kind of chime in and participate in ways that, you know, maybe if they weren't able to be there physically prior, um, now suddenly they're able to make it. So yeah, for some students, it was really helpful to have that. And even just getting to know my neighbors by hanging on the stoop, which was something, yeah, I didn't do, really do before the pandemic, but now it really opened my eyes how, how nice it is to really be rooted in your local surroundings. Pre-pandemic, I'd come home from work and then, you know, just kind of lounge for the evening or whatnot. But um, I felt like you know, us being kind of cooped up in our apartment, but having the stoop was kind of our gateway of, oh, there's there's this outdoor area that we have that we can sit on. And our friends that live near us, a lot of them are in apartment complexes where they don't have any outdoor space. So they'd often, you know, come outside, you know, we'd be distanced and masked up, but it was nice to just be able to see a friendly face once in a while. So if there are a few of us, then our neighbors might come out and, you know, kind of start doing the same thing. And, and that kind of started to grow in a way. The neighbors across the street from us, we can like see to each other's apartments. So it was just kind of this awkward wave at first. And then, you know, you start to recognize each other, each other's faces. You see who's coming around the block at the same time every day. Um, so in, in a way, it was almost like a groundhog day. Um, but it was also really refreshing. Like you, when you couldn't be around your own family, you, you end up finding a new family that, that you can kind of rely on or count on or see how people are doing. Um, one of our neighbors is elderly and she lives down the street from us. We used to be next door to her, but it was, it was really important for us to be able to check in on her, making sure she had her eggs and her rice and kind of her essentials. And, and yeah, it felt, it felt like, um, it felt like we were all kind of working together to make sure everyone was okay. Yeah. In my COVID time capsule, I would put my Polaroid pictures. Um, I am not that active on social media for anyone that knows me. Um, so my husband and I have been taking Polaroids throughout the year to kind of document day-to-day -day life. Um, and that's been, that's been really, um, eye-opening to see and so we just post them on the fridge and it's it's interesting to look back and reflect and really see how much time has passed um, and what we've gone through this past year like me doing a puzzle or us doing a stew pang, um, us cooking together. I had foot surgery and I was on the couch a lot. And there are a handful of photos where I look a lot like a cat um, <laughs> in terms of like the position that I'm lying in. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of like a breakdown of, of kind of like, yeah, what we've been up to going on hikes, kind of kind of that sort of lifestyle. Most of them were masked up because we're, um, you know, might be outdoors, but um, yeah, it's nice to see. And on the upside, um, throughout the highs and lows, I feel like everything looks better in Polaroids too. So it's also helpful. I think it's been a challenge in, in a lot of ways. For me, the biggest challenge was not being able to um, see my family anytime I wanted to. 
I'm originally from Chicago, and so I'll often make a few trips back to see everybody for Christmas or Easter. Um, and I, I really realized how much I took for granted how how easy that was. The beginning of the pandemic was during Lent for me, and so Easter was right around the corner. So it was really eye-opening that I couldn't be with everybody during a time that I really wanted to. Especially at the beginning of the pandemic, I felt in a way that I was the parent to my own parents. I was calling them and telling them to stay home and not see their friends um, to the same people that used to tell me I had to stay home for curfew. Um, so that was one way. Um, I mean, on the on the bright side of that, we weren't able to be together physically for events, but at the same time, this was the first time in decades where we were all able to zoom in together for Christmas and be at everybody's birthdays. That that doesn't happen. Um, I'm one of four siblings, and we have a lot of cousins and family that you know we all we all gather around for big events. So even for the events that they were all together for, it was a much smaller crowd. So. It was a different feeling, but I couldn't imagine what this year would have been like without having the ability to see each other virtually and see, see each other face to face. I would love to see them as soon as possible, of course, but I feel like once we're all, they just got vaccinated, I got vaccinated, but um, I feel like right now that we're so close that I just kind of want to wait till everybody is completely safe. I. I don't feel comfortable risking it when we're when we're so close to the end. But it is it is nice to see a light at the end of the tunnel, to see people getting vaccinated, to see the cases going down. Um, that is such a relief. And and again, we're we're definitely zooming a lot more than we had before. So we have that, and I and I think we're all um, you know just kind of staying positive through it all. That we'll all be able to get together soon. We're getting there, and and I'm I'm really excited and hopeful for that to happen. I'm Ioana Goodwin. Thanks for listening to Snapshots. Still We Rise, a public works podcast.